This is episode 381 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we're going to talk men, intuitive eating, and body image with the man, Jess Ash. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show, the only podcast that teaches you how to reshape your mind, not your body, to make your life better, bigger, and bolder, your undieted life. I'm your host, Stephanie Dozier, reform dieter, nutritionist, and coach. You ready? Let's do this. Welcome back, my sister, to the podcast. I'm so excited about this episode. This is a resource that I've been wanting to create for a long time. And the expert to create that with me had not yet found, and I found him. His name is Jeff Hash. Jeff is a nutritionist and someone who specializes in delivering coaching for intuitive eating and body image for men exclusively. So this podcast was recorded from two different perspectives. Number one, how does eating behavior and body image challenges present themselves in men and how it differs from women, but also on how to have the conversation with your men partner, your men ally in your life, around why food is a struggle for you, why you're struggling with body image. And Jeff even has a resource that he created for men that have partners, women partners, who are going into the journey of the non-diet approach. This is everything I've been wanting to create for you. So I invite you first to listen to this podcast as a woman who has a friend, perhaps a partner that is self-identified as a man in that whole context of anti-diet culture. And if you think this is good and your partner wants to support you better, get him to listen to this podcast and perhaps even watch the masterclass, the workshop that Jeff taught specifically for men. You're going to enjoy that podcast. I don't have much more to say. I just want to roll out this interview for you because I think this is going to be a tool that will have great impact for many of you. So to my team, Let's roll in the interview with Jeff. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, great to be here. It's an honor to have you. And I have been dreaming about this podcast for years of oh. having someone to discuss these topics with from another perspective. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about food and body image and the relationship in a men-women or men relationship of one partner going on the journey of the non-diet approach and intuitive eating and so forth. But here's my first question. Mm -hmm. Obviously, my world is filled with people self-identified as women, and we understand socialization and diet culture particularly affect women. However, I'm pretty sure it affects men as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really does. It's different. 
in the way that it does because men aren't as objectified in the same sense that women are typically. I think that's a, a big difference. But there's still a lot of pressure for men to meet a certain ideal, a certain beauty standard that there is for men, especially these days. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, so not necessarily thin and lean, but lean and muscular. So you'll often hear guys joke with each other, you know, about about their body size and oh, do you even lift, bro? And that kind of a mentality where you have a, a person who could be in phenomenal, incredible shape, physical condition, and yet they're given a hard time because their physical condition doesn't lend itself to showing big muscles and that kind of a thing. And so there is that aspect of it. And so, you know, so a lot of men will suffer from body dysmorphia or body dysmorphic type behaviors and beliefs. Often it's kind of classified as what we call muscle dysmorphia. So it's specifically related to the muscular aspect of their body. And there's even a, a term that's been coined for eating in a way to support being big and muscular called bigorexia. I don't know if you've ever heard that term. No, so but I love like all that. those terms. Throw them at me. Yeah. I'm getting an education here. Yeah. So, you know, so you have those kinds of things where for women that are trying yeah. to stay lean and thin and, and meet up to society's standards of size, men may ha engage in certain disordered eating behaviors for the same purpose of gaining muscle or, or you know, they restrict in certain ways to stay lean so that the muscular definition is visible and that kind of a thing. And so, yeah, so there's, so it's different, definitely, but there is still that aspect. And so I guess one of the things I see that's noticeably different is that, and unless a, a, a man is significantly larger, there isn't quite as much pressure on them to just eat as little as possible. Yeah, I think that a lot of women have experienced that. It's like, eat as little as you can tolerate. In fact, I've even had nutrition professionals in some of my training say that is a good approach to take is diet people on as little food as they're able to tolerate, that kind of mentality. And whereas I think that guys are often pushed more in the supplement range and the hardcore training and still very problematic patterns, but it's it, but it looks a little different, so... Oh, I've had in my early, like work going back nine years ago, in my first three years of practice, I was attached to a gym. So I had a lot of bodybuilders mm -hmm. that presented with binge eating pattern because of this, like they had to eat six or seven times a day to like mm -hmm. eat enough to gain the muscle and they develop binge eating because of the requirement of the competition they were doing. Yeah. And where I see that most problematic is in this bulking cut yes. kind of phased training where I'm in a bulking phase. So I eat as much as I can. You know, people are talking about in a lot of the groups because I still, even though I'm a completely non-diet coach now in, in all of my work with my clients, I still hang out in some of these fitness groups where it very much is your typical kind of fitness advice because I do like to offer in another perspective and hopefully open some people's eyes to just something else out there. And then also just to kind of keep my finger on the pulse of what's the conversations that are going on so I can better address men when they come to me or in my content and that kind of a thing. But yeah, I see that that all the time that what I see with the binge thing is the bulk and cut phase kind of a thing, but also the cheat day mentality. And it's almost a, a place of pride to say how much they ate. And it, it reminds me of one of the one of the conversations in one of these groups, one of the guys was 
uh, training and he was kind of proud of the fact that he was had started training for a show and that he had his own bodybuilding coach and you know, all of those kinds of things and kind of talking about it and sort of excited to share how cool that was. And he was in, in very much a, a sense bragging about the fact that his coach made him extremely meticulous on his diet tracking during the week, but he had a cheat meal every week where, I mean, the guy basically prescribed binge eating problems for this guy because he had one hour, that was his cheat meal, one hour to eat as much as he possibly could, anything he wanted, as much as he wanted, but he had to, and had to be in that hour. So it was literally here, I am prescribing to you to have a binge eating episode. And he did, he would eat multiple Big Macs, multiple large fries, milkshakes, like to the point of nausea. And he was bragging about, you know, how much he could kind of get in. And that, it was just very, uh, it just broke my heart that this person was being coached to do this by someone who was supposed to be a professional. So patterns of body image presents itself a lot on those, like, I want to call them sports or training area, but does it also affect I'm going to use air quote here, like the regular men who, or people identified as men who don't train, like the average person. I hear often the term dad bods. Mm -hmm. So body image is beyond just the trainer, the yeah. people who train. Am I correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the problems because one of the things that I, if somebody wants to participate in bodybuilding, and they know what it involves, go for it. If you want to do that and you know that it's going to bring on these disordered patterns at different times and you've chosen to do that because you enjoy it, more power to you. That's fine. The problem is that I would say the bulk, the vast majority of the advice given to plain old guys, a guy with three kids, works a job, yeah. married, you know, lives in the suburbs, you know, whatever, just... Yeah has a little bit of extra time during the week, but it's really pretty drained doing all the family, the dad things. They're often given the same advice that a bodybuilding coach would give to a bodybuilder who's prepping for shows. And so they're encouraged to engage in these kinds of behaviors. And they're often, there's debates over what level of body fat percentage is quote, healthy or sustainable. And at what level of body fat can you see your ab development? And some people are like, oh, it's at 12%. And other people, oh, it's at 14 And then there's discussions about what's the best way to measure body fat percentage that's the most accurate. And you know, I'll often present questions like, well, why do you need to know this? What will that tell you? And then they're like, oh, I just want to know. And so there's a lot of this stuff that gets in there that really distorts a lot of the thinking for the dad who... Literally, their goals are, like often I'll see in these groups, somebody will say, what's the best advice to lose weight and do this and that? And they'll get all kinds of bodybuilding advice. And then my question is, what do you want to do? What's your goal? I just want to be healthy for my kids and I want to be around when I'm 70 years old and yeah, I don't want to die young. Okay, this is not the way to do that. A bodybuilding lifestyle is not the way to do that. Here are some things that you can do. And What's interesting is most of them are exactly what we teach our clients when we're teaching them a non-diet, intuitive eating, weight-neutral approach to health, you know, to movement, eating according to the cues that your body is yeah. giving you, paying attention to those things. And if your body's telling you something, go to the doctor and get it checked out if you have the means to do that. And 
all those kinds of health-promoting behaviors. So it goes beyond the gym fitspo world, but the type of advice, what I'm hearing for you is the type of advice, the way the body look may be different for the men world, like the male type of world, but it creates the same symptoms as we have in women's world, which is yeah. distorted eating behavior and body hatred. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And what I often have said is that it presents itself a little bit differently. But when we start to, when I work with my guys one-on-one -on -one and we start to explore the clean your plate club issues and the late night eating where they're yeah. find themselves burying in the pantry and eating in the middle of the night and all of those typical things that we deal with women, the emotional eating, when we unpack it, it all goes back to the same underlying issues that restriction, not... Yeah, inconsistent eating patterns that, and yeah. and instead of just saying, hey, let's look at some of these underlying root causes. Let's just put the weight loss stuff on the back burner. I know you want that, but you know what? That's not even the problem. That's if it's if you are actually at a body size that's not appropriate for your body, whether it's too big or too small, that's not the problem. That's the symptom of something else going on. And so try and get them to say, I'm not telling you that you're at the right size or not. I don't know. We won't know. But mm -hmm. what I could tell is you've explained to me some things that are problematic. And let's look at those. And then let's just see what happens. Let's let your body do what it's going to do. And, you know, you've clearly have these issues with binge eating or emotional eating or that kind of thing. So why are we trying to throw you on a weight loss diet to address body size? Let's address these underlying issues that you even know in your heart are the things that are driving the health issues that maybe you're struggling with. And so again, it comes back at every woman that I've worked with, because I used to work with yeah. men and women, and now I pretty much just work with men. I've kind of focused my attention that way, but they'll, yeah, we ultimately we get back to the same thing. So yeah, it's interesting. So I was going to ask this. So I'm imagining someone listening to my podcast right now who's a woman in a woman-to-men relationship, or even a man in a men-to-men -men relationship, and they're like, mm -hmm. how do I approach the topic with my partner who doesn't know anything about intuitive eating and body image? Like, how do I talk about this? Yeah. Do you have any advice a, on that? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. And I actually have a webinar. It's a free webinar that okay. is available for their partners. So if they, this can be a great tool to say, hey, you know what, I'm having a hard time articulating this because usually when they start asking the questions, it's because for whatever reason, they're not on the same page and yeah. they're feeling frustrated, they're feeling unsupported, or, or they're just like, every time I talk about it, I feel like I'm just rambling and the per my partner is kind of like, nice, so this yeah. is your new diet, right? So cool, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, let me know. But yeah, you know, because they're used to them being on and off different diets. But I do have that webinar. And basically what it's designed to do is for partners to be able to send somebody there and say, hey, if you know, you said you want to support me, here's something. And it's really aimed at men because okay. it's me talking. It's my yeah. male face up on the screen talking. And so while, you know, it's great for guys to send to their female partners, because I've had guys whose wives are, you know, the roles yeah. flip-flop, they're like, I totally on board with intuitive eating and their wife is hung up in the diet mentality. Yeah. But anyway, that outlines it, outlines the principles of intuitive eating, what it is, what it's not, just what haze is, what it's not, just to real briefly kind of, hey, this 
clear up some of those misconceptions that people often have. And so that can be a great tool. And I guess the reason I, I mention that here is one of the things that I think can be helpful when we are trying to figure out what to say to our, how to bring this up, how to start talking to them is understand that we're often not our partner's best, the best person to engage our partner in an area that they are uncomfortable with. You know, yeah, That's why I, you know, many spouses and partners go to a therapist. Yeah. It's not that they can't talk to their spouse or their partner. It's because there's certain things that are best addressed and dealt with from someone else. You know, you find it's not uncommon for somebody to say, oh my gosh, I heard something today and it was so powerful and it just really got me. And then you're like, have I told you that five times? And suddenly some rando on the internet says something <laughs> and it, you're, it just like cuts right to the heart. It's like, because there's often that other baggage that, that comes along with it, whether, you know, good or bad. It's just, there's things there that interfere with that. And the dieting is an example. They've seen you do 10 different diets and to them, this is just another diet. Yeah. And I also find that the body image, like women on my world have a lot of discomfort in their body mm -hmm. and talking about that with their partner is difficult because I don't know if they've been hiding it. They've been, there's many ways that it's expressed in the relationship, but it's really uncomfortable to have that conversation with your partner that you're uncomfortable in your body. Any advice on that or any cues? Yeah. I mean, it's so individual because yes. so many people have, it, it depends on what's driving that. You know, we have the, your standard run, I'll just call it run of the mill yeah. society's standards of beauty that every woman, I, I don't know how any woman could escape it, Yeah, but every woman is going to deal with that. So you have that where there is that general pressure. And so they're always, and, and there may be this sense of feeling inadequate or that their yeah. body is size, but all it takes is a certain comment at a certain time to change how one person is impacted by that versus another one. Because you have people in thin bodies who are extremely uncomfortable with their body. And then you have people in larger bodies who are the most comfortable and relaxed about it yeah. and would walk around naked publicly and have no issue with it. So you have these different things. And so it really is very individual on how you deal with that. And because you have trauma, you have yeah. sexual assault. And if you even think about how sexual assault is, impacts different people, you have one group of people at one extreme end where the sexual assault sends them down an extremely dangerous, promiscuous route. And then on the other end, you have ones who then can't be touched and, and everything in the middle. And it's not even the level of sexual assault or trauma yet. So, the, so our human minds are so interesting in the way that they process that information. So back to your question, it's really hard to, to say that, but I mean, talking and communicating is definitely important. If it's a really significant issue, obviously a counseling or therapy would be ideal if you have the means. I mean, not everybody does because it's extremely expensive, but that would be one way. But again, coming back to that webinar, something like that might be a helpful tool, podcasts like this where you can direct them. You know, I do have a podcast of my own called Men's Intuition where I talk about these intuitive eating and non-diet questions that address the different kinds of fitness, health, and nutrition topics. And so it may be that you can direct them to that as a conversation starter. And then as they start to become more aware, 
I think that they may be more open to understanding when you do share some of those body image concerns because it's easy for us guys, you know, our wife says, oh, does this make my butt look big? You say, oh, no, 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 you're beautiful. And we don't see the underpinning. <laughs> right. We don't realize that that comment is actually not as helpful as we might have thought it was because we just told them, no, your butt's not big, you're beautiful. But if it was big, you wouldn't be. You know, that's kind of so understanding how those things can impact a person can be a, a challenging thing. But if you know that they understand that, if you're on the same page as far as how you're communicating, that could really make it easier. So I guess that would be one way to to address that is to try and open their minds to some of this other way of thinking. Um, unfortunately, so much of that content is just from other women. So it's hard for a lot of guys to take that on. And it's also what I have found from coaching women to have a conversation with men is, and I, I want to say men or other women who haven't been socialized to the thin ideal, mm -hmm. people don't understand that angle of it. They just think, well, I don't give a shit about your body. I don't give a shit about my body. Why do you give a shit about your body? Like, right. Let, let's talk about socialization. So often that's the introduction of the conversation, this concept of being socialized in the 10 ideal for them to understand why it's so much suffering for you. Mm -hmm. And it would be the same thing from a, a guy who's been socialized to that fitness look, mm -hmm. having the conversation like women don't understand why muscular is so important, but it, like it's much more deeply rooted than that. Yeah, and it, how society conditions us to think plays an incredible role because if you talk to most women, most women don't care if their male partner or spouse has abs. They yeah, really no. don't. And if you talk to most men, most men don't care if their wife has some extra fat on their body. I mean, they just don't. And so it's unfortunate that we get that in our mind that there's a certain ideal and then we project that onto our spouse. And that can be, I guess that would be a good way to answer that question you asked earlier too, is to, to have those kinds of conversations too and say, you know, I feel this way. And it may be that the person didn't realize that, that what they're doing is contributing to that. And it may be some of those comments like the, when they ask, does my butt look big? And you say, mm -hmm. no, you're beautiful or no, you look great as if a big butt doesn't look great and yeah, that kind of thing. So sometimes it can be as simple as explaining how that comment can yeah. be problematic. I, I know me, when I hear that, I'm able to process that. Now, I will say this, though, when you're dealing with somebody who may be neurodivergent, that can be a real big problem in trying to communicate that. Because I've had people in my life who I've tried to communicate certain things to, and they just don't get it. And it's not their fault. Oh, That's something, too. Yeah. It's not their fault that they can't get it. They can't get it because their brain doesn't process things in that way. Having a couple of neurodivergent kids, I have been able to kind of see that firsthand, how they process. And so that's important, an important aspect too. Let's have a conversation about, imagine one of my women is going on the intuitive eating journey, letting go of diets. And obviously the family's not yet on board because just six months ago, the family was following her diet and mm -hmm. her way of eating. And now all of a sudden she's doing that shift in her life. But the partner is not on board. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that, on how to approach that? And I'm sure it's covered in your webinar. Yeah. Well, the first place to start, I think, is to 
find a way to ex explain what it is that you're doing. If you're trying to talk to a man about it, yeah. and this is, again, this is somewhat extremely general yeah. generalizing here, but a lot of us guys do well with like facts and stuff like that. And so what I find makes most sense to guys, and this is my clients who I start working with and just guys I talk to in general, is if you're trying to explain intuitive eating to them, starting with the hunger and fullness thing can be a great starting point. And so where they could point out with their diet that, hey, you know, I used to give myself these targets and I let this external source tell me how much to eat. And now one of the couple of the key principles with intuitive eating is that I'm going to listen to the signals that my body is designed to give me when it needs more energy. So it's kind of like a fuel light on your car. It's saying, hey, your energy is getting low. So it dings a light up. And that's kind of what our hunger is. It's sort of like that fuel light that comes on and says, I need fuel or I'm going to stop here pretty soon. And so as we start to think about that and say, what I'm going to be doing is eating in a way when I feel hungry, I'm going to check in with my body and see how hungry I am, what I need, how much would satisfy me. And then I'm going to eat and I'm going to really try and once I'm done eating and once I'm full and satisfied, then I'm going to stop eating. And that's something I'm really working on now. So I think for a lot of guys, that can make sense. And so that can be a good starting point, I guess, when you're trying to explain uh, intuitive eating, but also the movement aspect that, hey, it's a point where I'm going to be now approaching movement from the perspective of what's good for my body and what's going to make it strong and healthy versus how it's going to shrink my body. That's something that's a pretty cut and dry kind of makes sense thing, whether yeah. you agree with it or not. I think it at least makes sense to most guys. And then the gentle nutrition thing. So while a person may have to work through them in an order of gentle nutrition last, if you're talking to another person who is brand new to intuitive eating and thinks it's just a, I don't want to diet anymore and I just want to eat whatever I want, yeah. that, that can be a, there's hunger and fullness that are guiding the amount that I'm going to eat. And I'm going to be really connecting with and paying attention to my body in that way. I'm going to be moving my body in a way that is, it may look exactly like what it did when I was trying to lose weight, but my mindset now is on trying to just strengthen my body and Gain feel good. Ability, strength. Yeah. And th that kind of thing. I mean, depending on the person, it's... I'll be better in bed for it. You know, whatever you want to do, whatever your relationship is like. And then that gentle nutrition where you say, now this isn't tossing nutrition out the window. Keep in mind that I'm going to be eating and mindfully thinking about what makes my body feel good. And of course, fiber makes me feel good and protein makes me feel good, but I'm not going to be focused on meticulously tracking it. And so it may be that some people, you know, if they're used to an extreme dieting, they may say, oh, well, this sounds much better. Does that mean we can eat? regular pizza again can we eat regular food again yes yeah no yeah but that's often how the conversation go it's the partner is excited because you mean we can be normal again yeah <laughs> can have pizza on friday night watching tv yes we can yeah that was a very enlightening conversation for me i want to give you the opportunity to talk is there anything we haven't talked about that? you would like to put out in front of my audience when it comes to your specialty and your expertise? Yeah, it's a good question. Since mostly women are listening, you know, I yeah. listen to your podcast, but I know that it's probably mostly women. And so- That's uh, the target, but I know there's other yeah. gender. <laughs> yeah. 
it really is. It's something that I don't know the best way to do this other than to point them to resources like mine, like my good friend Johnny Landles, who you might look up on Instagram too. Yeah, he's starting to coming up recently on my feed. <laughs> good. Yeah, he is. He's a really great guy. He came from a competitive CrossFit background. He is a beast in the gym. Yeah. He's also sings theater, music, he per performing arts, really cool guy. And he talks a lot about that also. So pointing guys to resources like that, like mine, hearing it from other men, Aaron Flores, guys like that. And I think that can be helpful just to hear the message from yes. men because intuitive eating sounds so much like a female thing. You hear women talking about it and it makes sense. I mean, women are disproportionately affected by it and their target audience is other women. And they are, a lot of the women who are in this space are very well suited to dealing with the issues that women are dealing with. And so they're yep. focusing their message and they're very effective in that. And so it makes sense that they would. But at the same time, what happens is that a lot of us guys think, oh, these are just a bunch of girls over here doing girl things, like girl dinner thing and you know, all that kind of stuff. Let them do their thing with their you know, essential oils and whatever. You know, all of these stereotypes that a lot of yes. us guys get in our head, when in reality, it's not even remotely close to what it is. And so I think that can be a helpful, a helpful way to go about it is just say, hey, you know, I know that you've had trouble taking this on board. Why don't you go check out some of these other guys? You know, I actually have a good friend, Ian Bickle, also. He's on Instagram, too, and mm -hmm. he's a former competitive bodybuilder. Hopefully he'll be showing up in the Facebook group soon too. Yeah. But yeah, so lots of cool stuff going on like that. There are more guys coming on board, but I think that can be a helpful thing. And I can totally support that because that's why I focus my practice eight years ago. I, I said like, this is going to be a women thing because when we were having conversation with both gendered in the room, the women would be more quiet. And I, as soon as I put a group of just women, the conversation lighten up. And I'm mm -hmm. sure it's the same thing for you. The conversation lights up when there's just men in the room. So I'm glad you said that because that reminds me of, I have a intuitive eating course. It is for everybody, but it's aimed at men really yep. called Equipped to Thrive. And I also have a men's support community that goes along with it. That is super low cost. It's $10 a month. They get a weekly group coaching call, yes. access to a private group. And in that, one of the guys in particular said, I've worked with a lot of women over the years. I've been a part of these different groups, whether it was Overeaters Anonymous or different things like that, that he's tried. And he said, they've always been very welcoming, but there's always been a little bit of a wall. It's like, they will let me come this far, but not all the way. And vice versa. He said, I never felt comfortable sharing this aspect or this thing, because as a guy, they just aren't going to get that. And so, yeah, we, we have some fantastic conversations like that. And that may be another resource that you could send your partner to, too. I mean, if yes. they're not, they don't have to be an intuitive eater. If they just want to learn about that and hang out with some guys and just kind of talk about it. I know my guys in the group are, you know, they would love to talk to other guys and help them understand it, even if it's just a short time. Don't, I guess my message is for the ladies listening to this, don't underestimate the power of the message, the same message you're saying, but the message coming up from a like-minded person. Yep. Do not underestimate that to help no. you in your journey. Don't think you have to be the one like, 
pull out the resources, the free podcasts, and then further mm -hmm. along the program, but it, it will help you. Yeah, absolutely. And it will help your partner. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think that when you said underestimate, I think that's one of the things where if intuitive eating is what it claims to be, and it really is all that, mm -hmm. guys, when they understand it, they embrace it. And yes. I have guys coming to me all the time who come to me, they're like, yeah, the way I've been doing this hasn't been working. I'm not really sold on this intuitive eating thing. I really don't even know that much about it, but I'm interested in looking into it. And then when they do, they're like, wow, this is exactly what I needed. This is what I've been looking for. And so just like women tend to attach themselves to it, or the women listening to this have probably, when they heard about it, understood yeah. it, and fully embraced it, that same thing happens with men when that message is it's tailored at them. Just like with, with women, if the message is very much aimed at men and they're hearing it, it's not going to resonate in the same way. I mean, some of us guys do pretty well. You know, I learned most of the intuitive eating stuff that I've learned and everything from women. And I still listen to lots of women podcasts and you know, I've been on. You don't have a choice, which is exactly. dominating. Right. But, you know, a lot of guys aren't as open to no. that as I was. And so that can be helpful. But yeah, going back to what you're saying, the underestimating it, when they hear that message and it's presented in a way that makes sense, they'll latch onto it too. Yeah. And, and uh, as you were talking, I'm like, this whole concept of socialization and 10 ideal will be processed differently coming from you explaining the, tr the like the problematic with women yeah. instead of a woman to them, ah, whatever. Right. But when yeah. you put it in your voice from your perspective, they will get it much mm -hmm. faster. Oh, yes. You're absolutely right. Goes back to what I was saying earlier about sometimes you hear something and then they're like, I've been telling you this for 10 years. Yeah. And why did you hear it one time from this random person on the internet? And now it resonates with you. And it's exactly that. You hear it articulated from somebody who looks like you, been like you. And that goes for gender, race, sexual orientation, exactly. and I, gender identity, anything. You have religion. You see this all the time. You know, yeah. People will say, oh, well, this person is, did you hear that so-and-so is a Democrat? Oh, awesome. And it's when you stop to think about it, well, does that really validate the fact that you are or a Republican? You know, whatever, wherever you are. The universal truth. Somebody like a celebrity now aligns with you and now you suddenly connect yeah. with them on that different level. And I think that's why that's been helpful. And it's also why I shifted from an approach where I just took anybody who wanted to work with me yes. to I'm specifically working with men now because there's plenty of women. Well, I mean, we could always use more, but there's plenty of women working with women. And there, when I started looking for men in the intuitive eating space and couldn't find them, and then when I created the intuitive.eating.men Instagram account, and now when you search for intuitive eating for men, almost from day one, my thing showed up at the top of the feed, which was sad because if you know how Google works, yeah. it's the established to the popular sites that show up at the top and a new site showed up. That's a problem. That means there's not much out there. Thank you for the work that you do. And that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast as a resource to either women sending their partner to or even men needing help. And I know they will do better with you than with me. And I'm totally okay with that. 
So and they may. Thank I mean, you. Some men like working with women. You know, I actually like women doctors uh, personally, <laughs> for whatever reason, and dentists. But yeah, when it comes to counseling, I do. Yeah, I like working with a man. So yeah, it's it, where we all can have people a find you? Yeah. So Instagram, I'm on intuitive.eating.men. And then my website is hope drives with an S hope drives me.com. Oh, and the podcast is men's intuition and it's on all the podcast platforms. You can just do a search for that. And I do offer completely free initial consultations. So if you have a band in your life and they're one hour consultations, they're not 15 minute, like discovery call type things. So if somebody is wanting to do that. And even if you know you can't afford to work with me or something, but just want to take advantage of that free consult, come my way. I, I'd be more than happy to do that. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thank you. If you are loving what you're learning on the podcast, you have to come and check out Pandayat Your Life. This is where we get to hang out together, where you get the individual help applying the concept thought on the podcast while learning new coaching tool that will make your life even more amazing. It's also where you get to apply the learning to think better, eat better, and feel better, and create your undieted life, your better, bigger, and bolder life. Go to stephaniedoze.com forward slash join. I'd love to have you join us inside of Undiet Your Life, and I'll see you on the other side. I'm a dog. I'm a dog.